This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 117. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Check, check, check it out. Hey, what's up? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website, LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. You know what? I'm here every single week delivering the goods, free jazz educational content for you. My goal every single week is to serve you the best I can to help you become a better musician, a better jazz player, and just improve your skills. So I want to thank you for listening, especially if you're a regular listener. And I promise that I will continue to be here. And uh, you know, I hope you get something out of today's show, and I know you will. Today, I'm talking about a practice uh, that is really important, I think, and that is taking musical material, musical language, little bits and pieces through all 12 keys. And so I'm going to kind of uh, just let you sit in on my practice session today. I'm going to be taking a lick through all 12 keys, you know, just shedding for myself here. And, and, you know, maybe you can get a little bit out of just seeing my step-by-step process, how I go through doing it. And, you know, learning licks through all 12 keys, I think, is a great idea. Licks because they're small little ideas, musical ideas, you know, that we're trying to learn, get little bits of language. Like, if you want to learn how to speak any language, you know, you start with learning a sentence maybe, right? And then you, uh, you know, someone teaches it to you. Then you repeat it back, and then you use it in different contexts and different situations. And that's kind of the same thing that's happening when we're learning licks, uh, preferably by ear is we're learning these bits and pieces of musical information that usually fit over top of a chord or a chord progression. And the idea is not that we're able to quote that lick or piece of language verbatim, but that it kind of, the essence of it sinks into our playing and we are able to extract things from that that we like or that we find important. And uh, and the more we do that stuff, the more we start developing our own vocabulary of the way we want to speak and ultimately become a better improviser. So I'm going to be going through my process of that today. So, you know, without further ado, let's just jump right in to today's show. All right, so I talked a little bit about licks, why we should learn them, uh, that idea of just learning small fragments and how that can be helpful. For example, if you wanted to learn how to play some language over a 2-5-1 chord progression, which show up in jazz harmony all the time, 
Well, it's a great idea to learn a little bit of language over top of that to help you understand how you can navigate that and how other great musicians have navigated that. But I want to address really quickly before I start the 12 keys aspect of everything. Why take licks through all 12 keys? And I also want to mention too, every once in a while when I talk about learning things in all 12 keys, whether I get a comment on uh, through email or on YouTube or whatever, and someone uh, you know thinks they're really clever and they're like, Brent, there's way more than 12 keys. You know, think about it. You have uh, you know, major keys and minor keys, and, and that right there is 24 keys. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about here, right? If you're learning any piece of musical information, like let's just say you're taking, um, let me think, you're taking a jazz standard like All of Me through all 12 keys or even multiple keys, right? Does it doesn't matter, but let's say all 12 keys. Well, All of Me is typically in the key of concert C major, which means if we go through the chromatic scale, how many how many different notes in Western harmony anyways are there? There's 12, okay? So there are, when I'm talking about in all 12 keys, we're not gonna take all of me into a minor key, right? Because it's not in a minor key, right? So if I learn a lick over a major two, five, one chord progression, when I'm talking about all 12 keys, I'm talking about going through the chromatic scale through all 12 of those notes, taking that into those different major keys. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's what I mean by all 12 keys. Now, why is it helpful to do all 12 keys? Well, first of all, whenever we're trying to learn a piece of musical information, in order to really get it to sink in, we need lots of repetition, right? We need to do it over and over and over again. We need to hear it a lot, right? Well, doing it in all 12 keys automatically will cause you to do that, to play that lick over and over again. Um, so that's just the most basic reason to do it. You know, it's going to be lots of repetition. Now, the second and probably most important reason is a lot of musicians, especially beginner, sometimes intermediate musicians, they feel comfortable in certain keys. And a lot of times that's because certain songs are played in certain keys. Like, for example, the blues is often played in uh, concert B flat. Uh, sometimes it's played in concert C or F or G. And you get so locked into those keys that you don't feel actually comfortable playing in other keys. And especially in jazz, uh, you know, harmony goes all over the place. We really need to have that proficiency in all those different keys so that we feel comfortable. Okay, so that's the second reason why you should do it in all 12 keys. Now, the third reason is that you want to be able to transpose things in general, right? You want to be able to have that ability. If you are, the most classic example I can think of is if you're playing with a singer on a gig or a jam session. A lot of times singers do not play songs in the original key, right? They just don't. So you have to be able to transpose on the fly that musical information. And so taking anything through all 12 keys can be helpful with that. But in general, when you do all 12 keys, you're gaining this flexibility so that you know you don't have these weak keys and these strong keys. And as musicians right, that want to improve, and I'm assuming you're like me and you do want to improve, we want to be able to overcome that, okay? Hence the all 12 keys aspect. So learning little fragments or ideas over chords or chord progressions, and then taking them through all 12 keys to make sure that we got that solidified. Okay, so let me talk to you a little bit about my process here. So 
I've picked out a lick. It's it's over the first four bars of a blues. Um, and I stole this from, and, and stole in a good way, of course, from Sonny Rollins off of Tenor Madness. Um, I'm going in the show notes today, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 117, episode 117. Um, I'll link to a YouTube video of that song, Tenor Madness, and I'll let you know where that lick comes in as well. But this is uh, it's just a blues lick, and it starts with the first four bars. So it's B-flat. Uh, it's it's originally in concert B flat, so it's B flat seven for one bar, E flat seven for one bar, and then B flat seven for two bars. So it's like this. Right, just the first four bars of any blues. So the one seven chord, the four seven chord, back to the one seven chord. And so the lick that I extrapolated uh, from Sonny Rollins, from one, uh, you know, he was going on to another chorus of his solo, uh, starts with a four, uh, four, uh, sorry, a two beat, a two beat pickup. Um, and I'll actually have this notated also in the show notes if you want to check that out. So again, uh, learnjazzstandards.com episode uh, forward slash episode 117. So it starts uh, with this, it sounds like this. So, so, really nice lick. And the reason I like this lick a lot is because it incorporates a lot of important elements in bebop language. For example, there's a lot of enclosure in this lick. So, all of that is like enclosing these target notes. Target note, target note, right? It's all these like approaching from below and above stuff, right? And all this chromatic movement. So it has just a lot of elements that I I really like. I like about this solo. So I want to incorporate this into my playing. Um, so what I've done to learn this lick is I, I first found it on the record, right? I found it and I that it caught my ear. And then I'm just like on my, you know, my phone or my computer or whatever. And I'm just like looping that over and over again. I'm like listening to that, making sure that I got it into my ears. And then I start singing it, right? Because if I can sing it, that means I have the essence of it. Right? So the essence of it, I, I'm not a good enough singer to actually nail all those pitches, but I've gone through the effort of, of, of singing it before I even started learning on my instrument just to make sure that I had the essence of those sounds in my ear, despite perhaps my technical prof- uh, inefficiencies uh, with my using my voice. Um, so anyways, the, that that's kind of that that first step there that I did. Then I went ahead and started trying to actually figure out exactly what the notes were. And if you've ever transcribed or not even transcribed, like writing it down, but just learn anything by ear, it it really is bit by bit. You like maybe like listen to those first four notes. Like I heard... Right. And then I had to stop the the record, right? Because that's all my ears could latch on to. And you get better at it the more you do it. 
Um, but you know, you just do it piece by piece until you have the whole bit together. And you can also use Slowdowner software too, if that helps you. Like, there's uh, the amazing Slowdowner is an app or also a piece of software. You also have Transcribe is another one, and it just you know you can slow it down to make it easier. So, and then I might learn that next part the next time. Then I learn that part. learn that part right and then I go and I'm listening back again and I learned that last part right so you just build on it until you get the whole thing in the original key right we're still just trying to get it and then I'd spend some time just practicing that to get it under my fingers right until I feel pretty comfortable doing it by myself then I go and I try to play it along with the record with Sonny Rollins in this particular case. So I turn on the record and I play it along with him. I'm not going to do that for you right now because I've learned that uh, playing clips of, uh, of of copyrighted recording, even though it's for educational purposes, creates all kinds of issues when we upload onto YouTube and all this stuff. Uh, it's just a headache. So I just I prefer to avoid it. So I play along with the recording. And that solidifies, okay, great. I've matched up what Sonny Rollins is doing. I can play it along with the record, okay? And I think that part is important. Okay, now here comes in the all 12 keys bit. The all 12 keys bit. Now, how do you go through all 12 keys? Like, you could go through the chromatic scale. I, it really doesn't matter how you do it, actually. I think going through the chromatic scale, like, for example, if you start on concert C and then you go to C sharp and then you go to D, then D sharp. And if you want to go up that way, you can do that. I prefer to switch things up. So there's two ways I would suggest you to do it. Um, one is you can just make flashcards. So make, uh, you know, get a bunch of post-it notes and write down the all 12 keys, right? Go through all 12 of them and just write them down, shuffle them up and lay them down and you know pull them out one after another. So you could just do that and that way they're kind of more randomized and that helps you learn that, right? That helps you you know go through it without there being some kind of really clear process. The way I often learn through things through all 12 keys by default is by going through the circle of fourths. No, not the circle of fifths, the circle of fourths. And the reason I do the circle of fourths, because if you think about it, a lot of jazz harmony moves in fourths anyways. So for example, a two, five, one chord progression in the key of concert B flat is C minor seven, F seven, B flat major seven. Well, the roots move C to F is a fourth. F to B flat is a fourth. And then the four chord, E flat major seven is, is a fourth, right? So you get the point, right? A lot of things move in force. So I like to go through the keys like that. I go concert C, concert F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat or F sharp, B, E, A, D, G, and then we're back to C again, right? So I like to go through the keys that way. It kind of just adds this, uh, it, it's not completely random, right? Because there's a there's a method to the madness going in force, but it does shuffle it up a little bit so that, you know, you're not just playing something so familiarly close to what you're doing. And again, it depends on the instrument. Like, for example, I'm a guitar player, so uh, the guitar is a very patternistic instrument, 
So I like to change things up because it makes it so like, you know, if I just play one shape on my instrument and then move it up a half step, it doesn't really feel like I'm, you know, really getting it in that other key. It just, I'm moving it up and moving it up and moving it up. I understand if you're a saxophone player or a horn player or a piano player, you know, it's a totally different thing, right? So, you know, how, whatever works best for your instrument. But for today's sake, I'm going to be doing it through the circle of fourths. Um, okay, so let me let me just demonstrate this for you. I'm going to do this lick, this Sonny Rollins blues lick through all 12 keys. Now, I talked about an episode, what was it? Episode 113 about play-alongs and using backing track software and all that stuff and the time you should use it, the time you shouldn't use it. So go back to the episode. Um, I do think that it's good to use a metronome because it helps you solidify your own time feel. But there's a time and a place for it too. So I'm actually going to be using a program for demonstration today called Band in a Box. Um, if you want to check that out, it's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash band in a box. I'm going to use this program because it has a lot of cool capabilities. And what I've done is I've uh, inserted chords into the software, uh, basically taking this progression, this 174717 progression through all 12 keys going through the circle of four. So I inputted all those chords into the software. Um, I lined up some uh, what they call real tracks, which are samples of real musicians in the studio that, uh, you know, the algorithm now has magically made them into a band for me. Uh, so you'll hear what I'm talking about. I'm going to take this through all 12 keys. I'm going to do this at, uh, let's see, I'm going to change the tempo to 140 BPM just to make it uh, a comfortable tempo at first. And I'm going to go ahead and play through this. So let's do it. Starting with C. Now to F. B flat. E flat. A flat. sharp B now to E now A it all right cool that was all 12 keys i think i might have fudged was it f sharp or b ah, it doesn't matter okay so that but that that was it okay so i went through the circle of force playing through that lick now one question you might have is okay so how did you know which notes to start on well i mean the answer to that is kind of simple you want to, of course, establish what is the first note of the lick. Uh, that 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 probably is your reference point. I mean, you already have this down by ear. You're already able to play it in the original key with the recording. 
So having that first note reference point is important. In this particular lick, let's go back to uh, B flat, right? Well, let's, let's actually let's do C. C is the first key. So the first note in the lick is the sharp 11. That's the first note, right? So the sharp 11 uh, in C is going to be F sharp, right? So I automatically just know every single time I start the next key, I'm starting on the sharp 11 of that key. So the sharp 11 of F is what? B, right? The sharp 11 of B flat is what? It's E, right? So you just make sure that you understand what is that starting note, and that way you can keep going through all 12 keys. Uh, let me do that one more time. I'm actually going to go on to Band in a Box here right now, and I'm going to mute the drum set. Okay, I'm going to mute the drum set. The bass is still going to be keeping time for me, uh, but it just, you know, it's going to kind of, I don't know, it's just a great, it's a cool way to practice. That's one of the cool things about Band in a Box that I like is that you can, you can change the, I can make it so just the piano player is playing with me if I want to, which is kind of cool. It's just a cool little practice tool to take advantage advantage of, uh, just to mess around with. So let me try this again. See if I can't uh, even improve upon my, uh, my score here. All right, let's do this thing. on to E. time I this time I definitely messed up B so it looks like B B is the key I need to work on right I I need to work on that one for some reason that one's a little tougher for me or I just I seem there's something that disconnects for me there all right that's good to learn the other thing I learned by the way doing that without the drums was that I well I already knew this about myself so but it's good to see it in play I tend to rush just a little bit and maybe you notice that like sometimes I was tempted to rush on some of that stuff. So without those drums there, and that's why it's important to practice with just a metronome or it's important to do something like this and strip it down. Um, if you ever have a chance and, uh, you know, let's say you're not a bass player and you ever have a chance to get together with just a bass player and just play with them, that's really, really helpful to do. Any, any way you can switch up any kind of musical situation can be really helpful. All right. I'm going to go for one more swing at this. This time I'm going to speed it up. I'm going to add the drums back. 
And let's, what should I do? Let's go to 180. I'm speeding it up to 180. All right, let's try this. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. I could probably practice that a little slower to get a little cleaner. Uh, But hey, at least I got B this time. I actually did it right. (laughs) So... Hey, so that was that was me taking it through all 12 keys. So I hope that was like a little bit helpful for you to see how I do it. Um, And what I would suggest when you practice through all 12 keys is try to take it uh, you know, take it a little slower and maybe break it up a little more. In this case, I'm you know, I'm trying to show this for you in a in a podcast episode, so I'm doing it all at once. But what is probably a good idea, and the way I teach it in my uh, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing, soon to be 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, by the way, course is I you know we go through we're doing a lot of other things in that course too. So we're just taking you know just two keys per uh, per practice session um, through these keys. So you know if you're doing a six six practice sessions, right? You're doing two keys per practice session. And then usually on the seventh practice session, you know, you're reviewing all of them at once, right? So you kind of break it up because you don't need to practice all of them at once. Like I just did. It would probably be more beneficial for me, for example, if I just spent, you know, one practice session working on just F sharp, um, or G flat and B because like those seem to be the ones for me that I kept sort of messing up a little bit, right? So I would want to maybe hone in on those a little bit more. So hopefully that was helpful. Now, here's my challenge for you. I think you knew this was coming. And if you didn't, here it is. I want you to take a lick through all 12 keys this week. All right? That's my challenge for you. So go ahead and pick one out. Find one from a recording. Go through the steps that I went through. And I want you to take that look through all 12 keys. It's a good day's work. Or even if you break it up into multiple keys per practice session, I mean, it's just such great work that you're doing. I mean, and you will be improving uh, from doing this. So that's your challenge. Learn a lick in all 12 keys. All right. Hey, thanks. That is all for today's show. Appreciate you listening and tuning in today and uh, hope that you found that helpful just to see that process play out. And also, if you find that that Band in a Box software could be a helpful practicing tool for you, go ahead and check it out at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash band in a box. Just all one word there. 
forward slash band in a box. There's a lot of cool things that that program can do. And, uh, you know, so we are, we are an official dealer of that just to let you know, just to be completely transparent on that. Uh, but also you can get our entire library of jazz standards so that you can get the band in a box files for over 226 uh, jazz standards so that you can just load up those chord progressions right away into the program. So that's something special that uh, only we offer with Band in a Box. So learn in a ja- learnjazzstandards.com forward slash Band in a Box if you want to check that out. And as I always ask, if you got some value out of today's podcast episode and you just haven't quite gotten around to doing this yet, like you know, you thought about it, you've pondered it, you've meditated on it, but you just never executed on it. If you want to help up the show, go to iTunes, your favorite podcast listening uh, service, and leave us a rating and review, a positive rating and review. Helps other people see this is a show worth listening to. And of course, if you never subscribed on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you just haven't quite done that yet, hit subscribe and join the community there. All right, we're going to be coming out with a brand new episode, episode 118 next week, and it's kind of a fun special episode I have planned for next week. I don't want to give it away, so just you have to you have to tune in for next next week when the show comes out. Looking forward to it, and I'll see you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.